Welcome back to Ram Guy Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Southeast Iowa, as Helmet Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, presents Playoff Football. This is the Scoreboard Show, also brought to you by Brothers Market and the Packwood Locker and Henshaw Trailer Sales. Also, uh, candidates on the ballot tomorrow, uh, Adrian Dickey, Jeff Shipley, and Helena Hayes. Well, welcome to the program, Andy. Thanks for having me. All right, well, let's go over some of the scores from Friday night. I know we didn't, uh, we probably should have did this earlier, but uh, it was a tough weekend for all my guests. So uh, let's go over, I guess we should start start out with, uh, well, we already went over Thursday scores. What about this uh, Van Meter Cobra, uh, Sigourney Kyoto Cobras game? Yeah, well, we knew, uh, you see my dog in the background here making a few. You knew, we knew that we would have a, uh, hold on, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get him away from the window while I talk, but <laughs> here's live dog action. We knew that we'd have a, um, a tough one here with, with Sigourney Kyoto. I'm just going to go upstairs. We knew we'd have a tough one here with Sigourney Kyoto going up to the end meter. And yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Van Meter's probably one of the one or two, um, favorites in the in the class and they had to drive what two hours to get there and um what was the final now four or something and nothing for sure i van meter's defense uh um stepped up like they always do didn't they yeah they did and uh uh we went to a game thursday night and the weather was heaven but friday night uh it was literally hell wasn't it yeah it was, well it was all around the all around the state, we knew that we were going to get something like that. But, uh, yeah, it was especially bad. And uh, over there for them, and it's, t- you know, it's tough enough to go on the road and, and play against a team that you're not supposed to beat. But then when you add in that it's pouring down rain, or I, I don't know, you know how bad it was uh, over there in Van Meter as, as far as the the amount of rainfall. But the good news was that it didn't. That one didn't get delayed as, as bad as some of some of those things got delayed by the lightning and all that stuff. So, um, well, you know, either way, it was going to take was going to take something special on Sigourney to keep the the dream season alive. We were trying to have a little bit of a magical run um, from from uh, starting the L and two to uh, getting all the way to the game to the dome. But it was just uh, it was too bad. It was a tough matchup though. Well, they had an outstanding season. They, they, they finally ran into the number one team in the state. Yeah. Uh, I always say, you know, in football, high school football, you either win the state championship or you run into somebody you can't beat. And uh, yeah. uh, my hat's off to Sigourney Kyoto. Uh, the Cobras had an outstanding season. Played some of yeah, the best they- team football we saw all year long. Outstanding mm-hmm. season. Uh, but uh, let's move on. I want to talk about this Linville Sully. Uh, game against ASTW Vikings from Aboka. Uh, Linville Sully uh, uh, hung in there and got a 20 to nothing win, but they said maybe three inches of rain during the game. Uh, uh, sorry, repeat that last thing you said. I, I said uh, uh, I was talking to the coach of Linville Sully. Uh, they won 20 to nothing, but they said there was like maybe three inches of rain during the game. Oh yeah, that's that. That's crazy. I knew that one had a lot. Uh, I don't know if Linville Sully liked that or not. I mean, they, they their defense besides last week when they played down there, they I mean they scored a bunch and gave up a few. But uh, other than that, I think they'd only uh, given up like sixteen points 
in a game since then. So they've got a pretty tight defense. And usually, it, it, I would think, you know, as a Bears and Hawkeyes fan, when you're a team that has really good defense, usually you like a little bit of weather, you know. If, if it's hard, hard to score on, you make it a little bit harder. But um, they were able to, to put 20 up on the board. And that, that was not uh, definitely not an easy game. What Avoca uh, hadn't lost. Um, they hadn't had a lot of close games going into that one. I thought that was one of the toss-ups. Uh, going into the dome games, and now Lynn Bolselli's got um, Wes Hancock, uh, according to BC Moore rankings, they're number one. I think they're number one in a lot of the, the polls, and uh, Lynn Bolselli will be the little bit of the underdogs, according to the, the BC Moore rankings. They're the uh, they're fourth out of four um, strength-wise uh, between Wes Hancock, Randy Center, and Wood Ferry Central, but if you don't give up any points, it's hard to beat you, right? Well, Linville Sully Hawks are moving on to the state tournament for the first time uh, since 1986, so we want to congratulate them. I'm going to go over some scores, and if you know something about them, say something because we aren't going to know about all. But yeah, yeah, yeah. West Sioux beat Western Christian 49 to 20. Here's the team that Scotty Melvin had been uh, uh, talking about a lot: the East Buchanan Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, they, they lost to Grundy yeah. Center uh, 20 to six in what I'm sure was a rain-soaked game. Uh, uh, East Buchanan had quite quite a game uh, um, a season this year, but they did not move on here. Yeah, and they had a pretty big run there because, you know, they, they really took it to Alburnett uh, in that game last week. Even, even on the road, they took it to Alburnett, and that was after barely beating Alburnett earlier in the season. Um, and so they were a team that was uh, like a, a touchdown away from being undefeated going into this game. And Grundy Center, you know, for, for the whole year, it's kind of been an in-class A, at least in the polls and stuff. Uh, West Hancock and Grundy Center. You know, West Hancock and Grundy Center, those are the two teams. Um, those are the, the two teams that are expected to get to the state championship. And so, uh, I mean, a, a two-score loss at Grundy Center is is pretty good because we saw what happened with our talented Columbus team going up there and what Grundy Center did to that. So it was uh, impressive that East Buchanan could at least stay in the game a little bit and, and give them a, a run. Well, as you mentioned, West Hancock, the number one team. Now, they beat a very good uh, North Lynn Lynx, 52-21. Yeah. Uh, uh, North Lynn was quite a good team this year, weren't they? Yeah, they were, and that just shows. You know, there's it's crazy. There are some teams that are just like buzzsaws, uh, and you have, uh, uh, you know, you, you get to a week like this week, and you think, uh, you know, they're playing North Lynn, and North Lynn is only a team that had won like 10 games in a row, and maybe they'll finally um, pitch an allergist. And, and West, but West Hancock, just, they just keep churning in teams like this that win, go to the Dome, dominate teams, you know, put up a 52-20 once they put up 52 points on them. It's like they they, uh, they can't be stopped. You know, by the way, 52 points at West Hancock, if I could do a little quick math, that's about as many points as Northland has given up the entire season. They hadn't given up more than 16 in a game, and they only given up double digits three times, and they, and they had, uh, I think, four shutouts. So that, that – the amount of points that West Hancock put on them was about uh, pretty even with the amount of points that they had given up the entire season leading up. Well, here's two teams I know nothing about, but uh, Woodbury Central Wildcats is moving on with a 27-24 victory over the HMS. Uh, yeah, Hart- Hartley, Melbourne, Sandboard, I think. That might be way off. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Though. You are a wealth of knowledge, my friend. I, I know a lot of the uh, I know a lot of the uh, the acronym teams because I drive by the towns and I get curious. 
you know, I drive by Avoca or whatever. I'm like, wait, what's that? That sounds like one of those acronyms. And then somehow, for some reason, that's something that sticks in my brain a little bit. Well, you hear it here on Round Guy Radio. Andy Kretzinger is a little drive-by curious. Yeah, <laughs> drive-by. Well, uh, Underwood uh, uh, Eagles beat the Pella Christian Eagles uh, of our area here a little. 47 to 28. Underwood must be very good to put that many points up on a Pella Christian. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, Pella Christian was one of those teams that we saw, you know, our area teams lose to over and over and over again this year. So, uh, yeah, Underwood is another one of those teams that just the last few years it's just seemed like they've been churning out great teams. They, their only loss, Underwoods, was to Council Bluffs Lewis Central, who is very well could be a 4A champion. Um, and they lost at Lewis Central. So, I think Underwood definitely has a shot at the state championship, but they play, and you might, they play uh, West Sioux. And at the dome, and uh, the BC more spread on that is less than a point. Les Sue is favored by zero point seven three, so that's that's going to be one to watch in the semifinals. Well, these next two games are teams that I've talked about a lot of the year. Part of my three dubs, uh, West Branch, uh, mm. come back from behind at the last minutes to beat uh, Merrimack or MFL Marmac uh, Bulldogs. Yep. 27 to 24, you know, I've been uh, uh, um, hyping a, a West Branch, and now their their head coach uh, has a, a, some form of blood cancer. And oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been getting some treatments over the last couple of weeks and hasn't been there. And uh, uh, while the kids are trying to win for their coach, and they have yeah. been winning for their coach, I, I, I feel like the, they're missing his presence a little bit on the sideline. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I assume that he's been their coach for a while, and they've been really good for a while. So that and, would be—he's uh, been there long enough that uh, uh, his name is Butch Peterson, and they play on Butch Peterson Field. <laughs> yeah, that's, hey, that's a long—that's a long time to be there. But yeah, yeah, you definitely miss a guy like that. Yeah. Um, luckily, they're, they're uh, and and they were. Um, we were talking about that this morning. Hunter Hunter was looking through the scores, and he's like, "Oh man, I he didn't even realize that they'd come back and won because the last time he had saw." Uh, Marmac was up, so uh, yeah, you don't see how to see West Branch having to come by, from behind very often. Um, and they were favored by oh, 11, according to BC Moore, and that. And they have, you'll talk about Van Meter here in a second. Well, we already talked about Van Meter, but uh, they have Van Meter in the next uh, round, so that's a clash of the Titans for sure. Yeah, that will be, uh, that'll be, that'll be what we were looking, uh, I was looking at as the, uh, the state championship game, but it gets going to be a little early. Uh, yeah, but we've got uh, here's another one of my dubs that I feel like, uh, and I feel like they are, they they have satisfied me in, in the playoffs. But they did beat one of our our uh, southeast Iowa teams, uh, the Williamsburg Raiders, thirty five. The Centerville Big Reds, nothing. Uh, yeah, actually, I think that's pretty good showing against Williamsburg. Yeah, Williamsburg was definitely a huge favorite in that game, um, and uh, so you can't really. Felt the, the big red. They had a good season. They had a really good season for you know Centerville's kind of been. Uh, I'm concerned, so I know they were up and they're down. They're up and they're down. Much like much like Sheridan, actually, where where um, you know in small towns like Centerville, um, playing uh, in two A, um, you know it's it's big. You have to have a couple classes to come together to put together a run like that. But uh, Williamsburg's always been really good. Uh, like I said, when it beat Mid Prairie, they, they look even better when you look at who you lost them on their field. Uh, like, it looks like almost a college field, how nice it is. And um, they're favored against Dubuque Wallet next week, but that will be uh, one of the 
toughest games. And in fact, I forgot that Williamsburg beat Van Meter earlier this year, didn't they? And, and Solon. So Williamsburg is an absolute uh, mammoth team. So uh, it, it's tough to score on uh, a team like that. Well, I got all three of my dubs into the into the state tournament. I'm, I'm happy about that. West Branch, Williamsburg, and Waco. Well, uh, here is a team I don't know too much about. I've heard a little bit about them, but uh, the Dubuque uh, Wallert, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're 41 to 6 over Crestwood Cadets. Uh, I don't know nothing about those teams. I, cheer, I, I don't know either, but I know that I cheer uh, against Dubuque Wallert because when Sheraton was good at uh, basketball, they went to back to, they went to state champ uh, state tournament twice. My cousin was on that team, so it was uh, T.J. Hawkinson, who plays for the, the Vikings now, and uh, Dubuque Wallard uh, beat them both times back to last day. So, uh, Dubuque Wallard's on my, on my teams to cheer against list. Well, so I'll be cheering for that. that. I'll be cheering for uh, uh, Williamsburg and that one. Well, so that's who Williamsburg's going to play? I think so. I, I, I was just looking at it. Okay. Uh, I'm almost positive that's who Williamsburg's going to play. Is, is the I was just talking about it, so I think that it's – I can check here. We were just talking about Williamsburg versus Centerville. Williamsburg versus Dubuque Wallard, that's the deal. Well, uh, the uh, team from Ida Grove, which I don't even know where it is, or even mm. that existed, uh, OA-BCIG Falcons 19 Spirit Lake nothing. Yeah, uh, by the way, that's uh, OA-BCIG. I believe that is where um, Cooper DeGene went, right? Uh, so that, that shows that you can have a, I'm going to check and make sure that I got that right. And I'm not just spreading fact or spreading, uh, um, spreading, non-facts over here yeah oabcig was was cooper DeGene's uh school so that shows that they can have a literal division one superstar athlete and they can lose him and they can still go back to state so so that's that's that really uh, speaks to the the kind of the hierarchy of high school football in iowa where there are some programs that you lose a guy like that and you're, you're a couple years later you're, you're right back at the at the dome well i'm going to challenge you again with some abbreviations here uh a team from Rock Rapids, uh, 42, uh, CL slash G dash LR Lions, uh, beat West Lion Wildcats 42 to 7. Okay, that's Central Lion is the G. Uh, or the Central Lion is Central Lion is the Central Lion is the uh, CL. Oh, dang, I cheated because it just popped up on me. It's Central Lion George Little Rock. I wouldn't have got that, but I knew the Central Lion was the CL. <laughs> Drive by curiousness. Oh, hey, now, now, since now, CL GLR will be playing OABCID in the in the tournament. <laughs> How about that? Well, don't tell Dave Chappelle because he gets all upset with them alphabet people. Yeah, he does. So. Uh, ADM Tigers sixty-eight, North Polk Comets uh, forty-two. This is a big shootout, but I thought North Polk was the big time. Yeah, I thought so too. By the way, that's an easy uh, ADL. Uh, that's a team that we used to play ADM. But um, yeah, uh, getting back into the team that, that scored a ton. Um, ADM kind of a, to me, when I was growing up, they were a good team, but they were never like that at that next level. And um, I knew on their schedule they had played like Knoxville and Seydell and Winterset, some of the teams that had struggled a little bit. And so I did not think that they were going to, I would have probably picked the North Polk in that game. Um, but, uh, yeah, putting up 68 points on North Polk is crazy. Yeah, that might be the most points put up here in this round. 
Yeah, and that's a 3A game. You know, sometimes you get 68 points in an eight-man game or even A, the smaller classes. But usually I don't see the big schools putting up that many points. Usually the defenses are, are dominant, the bigger the schools. So that's pretty impressive. They got and they got Harlan next week, ADM and Harlan. So and they came, they're pretty close together. But they, yes, they have. Harlan beat ADM 42-7 earlier this year, and now they're going to play at the Dell. Okay, so uh, in their uh, Humboldt Wildcats, uh, beat independent Mustangs 34 to 26 and what was probably a pretty decent game. Yeah, that um, Humboldt and Harley have been the uh, the two teams that have kind of traded the number ones. That Humboldt Southern team, I cheer, I guess, because when I was in high school, and they, they beat us to go to the Dome, actually, when I was a sophomore. I wasn't very big on that team anyway, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, Humboldt had, had they stumbled earlier this year, they lost to the data. But other than that, they've been one of the they've been Humboldt, Harlan, Humboldt, Harlan as far as the who was right there one in the class today. Um, so uh, they play uh, Mount Vernon. I think that Mount Vernon is even favorite in that one, but it's a throwback to uh, I think Humboldt and Harlan might have played in the state championship a few years ago. So well, this is a matchup with a little interest in the area uh, as Mount Vernon Mustangs uh, uh, beat Solon Sparks for the second time. They started out their season. Uh, beating Solon and uh, kind of uh, rallied them off to a really got them off to a great start and and for a great season, and then they uh, uh, take them down in the uh, uh, in the playoffs here to get a state berth. Uh, Mount Vernon uh, uh, has really springboarded uh, off of that Solon win in the beginning of the season. Didn't they? Yeah, they they haven't given up a lot of points. You know that was a really close game at the beginning of the season. Um, I remember that's a rivalry, right? I think Valverne and Solon is a pretty big rivalry because I think it was the first time that Valverne had beaten Solon in quite some time. Yeah, like 20 years or something like that. Yeah, and then they beat him by, I mean, they, it was, you know, was 17-14 and it was 17 up for the other day. So Valverne has definitely taken leaps even. Um, or Solon had a heart, you know, people that were hurt, you never know. But, and yes, I mean, but Solon, it's kind of crazy because Garfield gave Solon a little bit of a game, I know. Uh, Solon was by far the best team in the, the local district here. Um, and uh, I was actually surprised that Solon was. I, I, I for some reason I thought even though it was Solon that they'd even stumble before that, but um, they put a pretty good run up to, to come that close to the dome. But yeah, now Mount Vernon's got humble, and um, whoever wins that is probably going to be. It's going to be tough for either of those teams to beat Harlan. I think I'm I'm picking Harlan to win uh, uh, quite a lot uh, in both games. I think three A is going to be the the not closest of the classes. Well, Harlan Cyclones fifty-five, Nevada Cubs seven. Uh, Nevada had a had a great season. Uh, yep. uh, I'm surprised it got dumped that hard, but uh, uh, I have some uh, uh, unfond memories of Harlan putting Fairfield out of the playoffs two, three times uh, when I was uh, between junior high and high school. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, we didn't. They, they kept us from going to the state tournament. Uh, yeah, Har- Harlan just so uh, they did. We never played Harlan. Uh, my uncles, when they were in high school, they had a dream season. I think even undefeated, and they, they played Harlan and lost like 55 nothing. So Harlan's always, they just every single year, you know, even in Harlan's down years, Harlan's down year is like a knockdown in the round of eight or 16 or something, you know. And when they're having an up year like this, they're almost impossible to beat. So they're huge favorites. Um, you know, you could give me uh, all, all sorts of odds, and I'll take it up Harlan win this class three. And they, they've turned back into kind of the super team, uh, and usually like a Pella or something can kind of the Pella's down this year, and Xavier's not in there. 
um, district or class anymore. So Harlem's, I, I think Harlem's probably going to roll to a championship. And they're going to beat Humble. And Humble might be the team to play in the championship. And uh, so you can kind of see how that's going to go. Well, here's a team of area interest. Uh, uh, a player that we, a quarterback we followed all year long. We got to see him at the, at, at the Kinnick Stadium. But uh, Carlisle Wildcats, 56, the Liberty Lightning, 28. Yeah, that was the eye popper to me. I didn't, I didn't realize that Liberty could possibly lose by that much. Carlisle must just have a sacked team over there. Carlisle plays a really, really tough area because they're, they're in that with Norwalk, and and I'm not sure if Pella's in their district this year, but Yvonne um, Rivera, which is pretty good. Uh, and they've but I, they haven't even put up 56 points. Something happened to Liberty there. Liberty had that game against Burlington. Well, I could not believe that Burlington played them so close. And uh, I, I don't know what happened because you, I would have thought Liberty would, if they weren't going to the Dome, I would have thought Liberty would have had to have gotten beat, you know, by seven or ten points or something like that, not a 30-point blowout. So, Carlisle, pretty impressive. Well, Liberty's offense did enough to win, but uh, uh, the defense seemed pretty leaky. Yeah, well, and that was the, the problem with Burlington was kind of running through them. And I don't know if Carlisle does. So, Burlington runs a, a heavy, heavy run offense. And when I was in high school, Carlisle only ran that speedsters in there. I don't know if they do now, but that might be a nice when the rest of the getting exposed by Carlisle. Well, uh, here's a team I've heard of, Lewis Central uh, Titans from Council Bluffs, 47, Glenwood Rams, 24. Yeah, I looked at my preseason rankings today just to see, and I had Council Bluffs as number one. So uh, uh, Council Bluffs, Lewis Central is number one, so we'll see if they can – Pull it out. Um, that that that's, would be a fun matchup, though. Council Bluffs and Carlisle will probably be a absolute shoot. That might be a shootout, actually. That might be one of the highest scoring games of the dome. Well, here's a team that plays a lot of our local teams uh, and just crushed them all. Uh, North Scott Lancers twenty, Waverly GoHawks, uh, Waverly Dash SR GoHawks ten. Yeah, shout Waverly, shout Rock. Yep. Yeah, Waverly, shout Rock. Now they beat Fort Madison, didn't they? In the first uh, round? They, they sure did. They, they put it on for Madison pretty hard. So 20 to 10 against North Scott. They did a pretty good game. But, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, you know. Um, in, in that 4A district, uh, Liberty beat North Scott and then won the district. And then North Scott's the team that's going to the Dome. So that doesn't happen very often. Um, and they're playing Peter Rapid Xavier, who I believe. I'm not sure if they're rivals, but that's a that's a familiar. Oh, well, actually, they played each other earlier this year. Peter Rapid Xavier beat them 17 nothing. Well, uh, Xavier Saints from Cedar Rapids, 23, Indianola, Indian 6. Indianola had a great team, and we got a lot of listeners in Indianola for some reason. Oh, good. Well, I, I wish they would have. Speaking of teams that I cheer against, uh, uh, that's another one right there. Um, uh, Indianola, or, or uh, Cedar Rapids, uh, Xavier knocked those Mount Pleasant teams out of the out of the basketball state tournament. So there's we got a lot of teams that uh, we do that I like to cheer against <laughs> going by here. But Xavier's a powerhouse in, in all sports, um, so it'll be fun to see them. Xavier versus North Scott is a really, really fun, intriguing matchup, in my opinion. Well, you hold a serious grudge, my friend. Uh, I do. I hold, I hold grudges for years. <laughs> Valley Tigers of West Des Moines, 27. Cedar Falls Tigers, 13. Cedar Falls was the home team here, but they fall uh, uh, to Valley. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Uh, just the Valley's bet. Uh, I didn't think the Valley was going to meet the Dome this year. Usually they do. They're, they're one of those teams in Class 5A that is a perennial, a perennial like, power team. 
they went on the they were not favored. They didn't have a great regular season, and then they went on the road to Pleasant Valley, uh, fifteen to ten, and then and then it's Cedar Falls. So the Valley's back, maybe, and you'll you I'm pretty sure you'll be saying their their chief rival uh, here in this one of these next scores, West Des Moines Valley, to go play at the Dome. Well, uh, a couple a battle of a couple suburbs of Des Moines here as the Johnston uh, Dragons go to the Ankeny Hawks and dump them. 2013, yeah. uh, uh, Ankeny, uh, um, uh, Keith Murphy up there in Des Moines told me uh, Ankeny had a couple uh, Iowa State Cyclone uh, uh, draftees or, or uh, commits. So uh, are you surprised about that one? I was a little bit. Actually, I, speaking of, remember I said that I looked my preseason rankings, Ankeny was number one for me. So that was the one team that I had ranked number one that's not in the Dome. So that was a surprise to me. Uh, but look at Des Moines, the Des Moines metro area. Well, I guess I guess Ankeny is too, but that's another one. Johnston, right, with West Des Moines and uh, Valley and Valley. Well, uh, the Southeast Polk Rams, uh, 41, Prairie Hawks, zero. I'm told Southeast Polk has the best player in Iowa. A guy six nine or ten or something, three hundred twenty five pound big guy. Yeah, Southeast Polk's got really really good football last year. So I just mentioned the Des Moines metropolitan area. So that's Johnston, Southeast Polk, and the West Des Moines teams. Uh, so I like you know I uh, you said that um, you said that I hold grudges. I actually cheer for uh, Southeast Polk because when I have to go to state track or state basketball, uh, getting to Southeast Polk High School and driving by is kind of. Uh, the 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 thing that tells me that I've made it that I'm at least in Des Moines that I don't have to stress about getting there on time anymore. <laughs> but um, and they let Mount Pleasant uh, use their gym when they had a, a a thing in Des Moines one time. So uh, yeah, Southeast Polk's been great at having you know Division One guys the last couple of years. So that just amazes me is that you never really know who's better the Eastern teams or the more Des Moines teams. Uh, I think it was the first time in like 20 years that also were going to be from the Des Moines area though. Well, uh, your knife cuts both ways, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, uh, the Walk E uh, Northwest Wolves get dumped by uh, Dowling Catholic uh, Maroons. These Catholic schools uh, pretty successful in the state of Iowa. Yeah, they are. And, you know, there's a well, there's a controversy about that in in, in private schools um, for the smaller classes. And I always say that Western Wayne Dowling doesn't quite count because the the smaller classes get ripped on for. Um, being in big areas and playing, you know, like when Regina plays Van Buren County or something like that, you think that's kind of looks ridiculous. But um, but Dowling's in the biggest class, so I can't rip on them for that. Uh, Dowling beat Valley; they're their big rivals, thirty-five to three earlier this year, and now they're going back out of the dome. And Dowling probably looks, even including Southeast Polk, I think Dowling looks like the toughest team of those. And South, I guess Southeast Polk actually beat them earlier in the year. So in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be Southeast Polk versus Dowling in the championship collision course. Well, uh, those are. Uh, I heard Dowling has one of the best stadiums in the state of Iowa. Uh, yeah, I bet they do. I've never been there, but I bet they do. Have you been there? No, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the best. Uh, um, because Dowling has actually got a lot of money and they got a great football program. And so I'm sure it's probably one of the best in Iowa. Well, uh, that will be a battle of the Des Moines teams for uh, for the state championship if that matchup does come to be. Uh, I'm yeah, well, either that. way, actually, because it'll all, all, all four Des Moines teams. <laughs> well, guess what, Annie? We did. Yeah. 
we got through the whole thing. Uh, I so much appreciate you being on with me because uh, Scotty wasn't available. Matt Meeks and I tried to connect several times. But we never were able to get get through it, but I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, Thanks. I would rather do it late and do it right than uh, just throw some scores out that you could just read on Twitter anyway. Yeah, true. Although we got a little, we got the mashups out. We can do a little analysis for that. So. No well, problem. I was, I was pretty busy this weekend too, but I knew I had this little pump in the time open. Are, are we going to see Andy Kressinger at the Unidome this year? We will. We'll see Andy Kressinger and Hunter Moore. We're going to go up at least for those. My friends are going up together um, for a week for the first one week out, and then we we really I would really like to get back because Iowa Wesleyan plays the basketball. Uh, the Iowa Wesleyan women's basketball team is really good. And they play a five thirty game, so I'd love to get back for the end of that if I can, but. We'll, we'll play it by ear on whether we just end up getting a hot dog and sitting sitting for the other eight man game because I think that Linux versus uh, Remsen St. Mary's game will be a really good one after Wake those games. I think Wake those games will be a really good one too. I think eight man is up for grabs, so uh, should be a lot of fun ones. We got a minute. You got anything else you want to say? Uh, not really, except I was going to say if I if I'm not at the UDO, I'll probably watch as many of these games as I possibly can on the uh, Iowa High School Sports Network and. Thanks to them that they uh, decided that they could they could make it free now. They used to charge for it, which I thought was pretty crazy with how many advertising money they got. But, <laughs> but I guess we still charge for our newspaper, so who am I, who am I to, to judge? So I'm glad that those games are all free up uh, on the Sports Network. Well, Waco plays at 1 o'clock, I believe, at the yep, end of Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday or tomorrow. Or, yeah, Wednesday. This is yep, Monday. And then, and then uh, we got Linville Sully at 10 o'clock on Thursday, I believe. Oh, nice. And hey, if, if Waco wins, the championship's 9.30 a.m. the next Thursday. So. Oh, I like that. All right. Yep. Well, thanks for being with us, Andy. No, no, thank you for having me.